don't be tempted to redo something that you delegate that you aren't happy with. I was so guilty of this when I was first getting started. So once I finally worked up the courage to delegate things, if it wasn't done right, I would just redo it and move on. Terrible leadership and it accomplishes absolutely nothing for growing a team to support you. Not only does the task or project get put back on my plate and takes me out of my zone of genius, but the person I delegated to doesn't learn how to do it right or how to do it the way I want to do it. So you're robbing them of actually excelling in their position. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back to Online Marketing Made Easy. I am so excited to be here with you today for this shorty episode. Today, we're talking about something that has been a big hurdle for me since becoming an entrepreneur 13 years ago. And if you've been with me for a while, you might have an idea what it is. It's delegating. In my opinion, delegating is one of the hardest things to do as a small business owner, because let's be real, your business is your baby. Can I get an amen? And you've created your business from scratch, nurtured it, grown it, and you've worked so hard to get it to the point where you can finally hire someone to support you. And then all of a sudden, you've got this incredibly talented new hire on your team who's eager and enthusiastic about helping you grow your business. And what do you do? You start making excuses on why you can't delegate them some of the main projects you want to work on. It's quite the conundrum, right? But now that I've got it down, it probably won't surprise you that I get asked all the time about how I've managed to let go of some of the most important pieces of my business. And so in this episode, I'm going to answer a few of those questions. But before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you shared this podcast with a friend, especially a friend who's just getting their business up and running and definitely needs to learn to delegate early on? Please share this episode. Just grab the link, text it to them, send it to them on social, whatever you want to do, but I would greatly appreciate it. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. 
Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. All right. So here we go with question number one that I get asked all the time. What was it like when you finally hired someone to help you? Was it nerve wracking passing the torch? And the answer is, heck yeah, it was. It was so nerve wracking to pass the torch. I was so afraid that one, I would do it wrong. And two, here's the thing I was most afraid of. Number two was that I would lose touch with my business. A perfect example of this was delegating my Facebook ads. So here's how this went down. I used to have a digital course all about Facebook advertising. This was many, many years ago. And the reason I created this course is because for so long, I did my own ads. It feels like a lifetime ago, but in the early days, I ran all of my own ads all by myself. And because I taught Facebook marketing, I knew Facebook ads well. And so I did well with them and I thought, okay, this makes sense for me to create a course around this. So I had this course and then I ended up hiring an agency to run my ads. And so when I went back like a year later to update this ads course, I couldn't, like I couldn't create a course around ads when I wasn't in the trenches doing them. And so this was like a big alarm, like maybe I'm losing touch with my business. Maybe I am not doing this right. But the thing was, I truly didn't even want to create a course on ads. (laughs) I felt like I should because at the time I was doing my own ads, I was doing well. At that season of my life, it made sense. But then when I had to go back to recreate or re-record the course and update it, because ads change all the time, that the story I told myself was I'm losing touch of my business. I don't know enough about ads anymore to teach them. But the reality was I didn't want to teach ads anymore. And if I was being really honest with myself, I wanted to step away from that in my business and focus on what eventually became my signature course was teaching people how to create courses and do webinars and launch. So sometimes when you tell yourself a story of like, I'm going to lose touch of my business, or this is bad for business, I need to be doing this. There's probably something a little bit deeper that you need to look at. And also one of the best decisions I ever made once I had money to do so was letting go of doing my own ads so I could focus on the things I was really good at. I was good at doing ads, but I wasn't exceptional. I have other strengths that lend themselves to my business in bigger ways. So anyway, that was just like this big realization. I ultimately stopped creating the ads course. And let me tell you, it's again, like the best thing that we could have done, but there was a story I was telling myself and it was incorrect. So be careful with the stories you tell yourself when you are giving up some of your responsibility to someone else on your team, because it's probably just that story. If it's not serving you well, it's just coming from fear. 
And I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from that is that when you're delegating, you have to first, before you delegate, know your zone of genius. Where should you be spending time? Because when you're clear about where you should be spending time in your business, you also get crystal clear about where you should not be spending time. So for me, I should be spending time putting together big picture strategies for our launches. That means things like a new workshop or a new boot camp or adding a different type of funnel to the business. These are things that I can strategize big picture and then work with my team to implement. In addition to that, I am constantly creating content, whether it be for my book, for webinars, for social media, inside of a course, whatever it might be. I do a lot of content creation and I have a content creation team. So they do a lot of it as well. But there's just some areas, like I said, for my book, for webinars that I like to really get in there and get my hands dirty. I'm also responsible for leading my team. We've got 20 full-time employees and I'm ultimately responsible for everybody. So leadership is one of the biggest responsibilities I have. And that means making time for employees and really looking at what's going to serve them and support them. And so I have to have time to do that. So for me, my zone of genius and where I add the most value in my company is my leadership my content creation, and then strategizing big picture. These are three main things that are in my zone of genius. If I'm clear about these, then it's easier for me to let go of the other things that aren't necessarily my zone of genius. So that's one thing that I think I could help you out with immensely. When you're ready to delegate, first get clear on where you should be spending time in your business. And there's one other thing to keep in mind here. Don't be tempted to redo something that you delegate that you aren't happy with. I was so guilty of this when I was first getting started. So once I finally worked up the courage to delegate things, if it wasn't done right, I would just redo it and move on. Terrible leadership and it accomplishes absolutely nothing for growing a team to support you. Not only does the task or project get put back on my plate, and takes me out of my zone of genius, but the person I delegated to doesn't learn how to do it right or how to do it the way I want to do it. So you're robbing them of actually excelling in their position. I now communicate what I like and what I don't like, and I do not fix things for my employees. I go back and ask them to do so. Even if it feels silly, like, oh, I could just fix this really quickly. I just know that it's a bad habit that can become a really big bad habit if I don't nip it in the bud right away. So there you have it. Okay, so moving on to question number two, and that is how did you overcome the it'll be faster if I do it mentality? Going back to number one, I will always have to do everything if I keep telling myself it will be faster if I do it. And that is no way to grow, scale, or run a successful business. But here's the thing, and I learned this early on, there is no badge of honor doing it all on your own. If you're multitasking, come back to me. There is no badge of honor doing it all on your own. Let that sink in. When I look at really successful online businesses like my peers that sell courses and memberships and coaching packages, the ones that are the most profitable and making the most impact, they all have teams, at least five full employees or more. So that's something to strive for, not necessarily something that you need to 
get at right away. Like, let's be careful here. I want you to be able to make money, to invest money back into your business. But I believe that a team is essential to get you where you ultimately want to be. So here's the action item I want you to take. Do a quick inventory of the most successful online businesses in your industry. Do they have support, a team behind them, even just a small team? I bet 100% of them do. So it's something to strive for, to work toward. And also I will tell you, hiring your first employee is the scariest thing you'll probably ever do. And you'll have the thought, what if I don't have enough money to pay them? I think we all have had that thought. And it is the most important thing that you do. It's You've got to find the courage to do so. It is a game changer. And once you get the first employee out of the way, it becomes easier to grow. Question number three, I get asked all the time, what lessons have you learned from letting go and letting people who you trust lead projects within your business? So I've mentioned this before, but Chloe was the first person that I let go and let loose. And she's been with me for seven years now. And there were definitely mistakes along the way. So she was my first hire, full-time hire, And I feel like it was a project manager, like some kind of project manager. Forgive me, Cho. I can't remember exactly your title. But the thing is, it was the first time that I said, okay, go do this and then come back and we'll talk about it. I had never done that before in that capacity with important projects. And she still jokes about the mistakes that she's made and how I had to like call her on the phone and say, "Um, okay, so we need to talk about the fact that you just sent an email to 250,000 people on my list. And that was supposed to go to a segmented list of 15,000. Like she still jokes about like some of the big mistakes that were like, oh shoot, that did not just happen. And in that moment, when that email went out to everybody and it did not apply to everyone. So it was like, ooh, yikes, this is a big mistake. My entire list shouldn't have seen that offer. When that happened, there was a part of me that thought, okay, So I should probably send out all the emails, but then I would always be tied to sending out all the emails. So sure, I could put precautions in place and and make sure that we're covering our bases, maybe have someone triple check the work, but I can't just take it over. And that part's important to remember. And guess what? We bounce back from all the mistakes that were made, whether I made them, Cho made them, or anyone else on the team, we always bounce back and we always usually get to a point that we laugh about it. Um, I, I remember uh, there's one story that if Cho's listening, she'll be like, I know which one you're going to tell. But when she was first starting, she was not used to working with a lot of contractors. And back in the day when she was my first full-time employee, all we had was contractors. And there's this one contractor who missed a deadline and you know, Cho's doing her work and doing it well. And she just comes down hard on this contractor. Like, in a respectful way. She's always been respectful, but she said, look, we have deadlines. You got to meet these deadlines. And I'd like to know what happened and we need to correct this. And it was just more of a a stern conversation. And I read the email because I was CC'd on it and I gave her a call and I said, so working with contractors is a different beast than employees. We can't set the expectation that everything's going to get done exactly how we want to get it done. And with contractors, you do have to have some wiggle room. It's just been my experience for many years of doing this. So I I told her, you got to pull back just a little bit. That was a little bit harsh. And so again, to this day, we still laugh about that email she sent to that contractor that literally put them in their place in a way that we probably didn't want to do so. 
So luckily the contractor was not upset with us, but those are the things that you have to give feedback in the moment, right when you see it's done, just give feedback right then. And I promise you, these are things you can laugh about later. Okay. So here's the kicker though. When we think about delegating and letting go, you have to hire the right person for the role. Someone who will only make the same mistake once is literally golden. Now, that's something that, you know, how do you do that? It's not a science. I can't tell you exactly how to hire someone that once they make a mistake, they won't make it again. But do slow down in your hiring. That's a big lesson I've learned along the way because when you slow down and you take the time to learn what that person is like, what makes them tick, how they're going to show up, that you can start to look into like, this person messes up, how are they going to bounce back? And you can ask questions about their experience of bouncing back, but slow down in that hiring to make sure you really understand the person that you're going to bring on your team. And that first person that you hire and you actually give real projects to and you let go, they pave the way for the rest of your team building. So you get that first one right, or maybe not, you got to try again. But once you get it right, believe me, it gets easier. And what's great is that now that I had that experience with Cho and so many other people on my team, I am able to easily let go. Like take this podcast, for instance, my podcast producer, Kai, comes up with so many of the ideas for this podcast, where once upon a time, I was the only one coming up with the ideas of what we want to talk about. But because I've given her the reins and because I know she's searching and looking and paying attention to your reviews and your comments and the questions you ask, I know she's going to nail these topics. And she really has our podcast has skyrocketed over the last few years. And Kai's a huge part of that. So I'm so glad it's not just me coming up with every idea for the podcast anymore. That is a very freeing feeling as a business owner. Okay, moving on to the last question I get asked often, and this is a big one. What are some of your best tips for newer entrepreneurs who are just getting started to hire, struggling to pass the torch and give up some control? So what tips do I have? Well, my biggest tip here would be to read the book Radical Candor. Seriously, if you haven't read it, I don't care where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Everyone should read the book Radical Candor. Pause this episode right now. Go get it in your Amazon cart. It's that important. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. The book will teach you how to communicate what you like and what you don't like, how to lead a team, how to become a better leader and a better communicator. And when you put that into action, you'll find that you can absolutely pass the torch when you're willing to have those candid, somewhat difficult conversations. So Radical Candor helped me to realize that when I do pass the torch and things don't go as planned, I have the ability to communicate in a way so that it doesn't happen again. So if you're looking for that courage or confidence to speak up and ask for what you want and communicate it properly while empowering your team members, get the book Radical Candor. I mean, ultimately, when something goes wrong, You're going to know how to communicate to your team without demoralizing anybody and instead encouraging them to grow and step up and do better. It's so worth it when you have those skills. It's It makes things a whole lot easier as a leader. 
We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, and I want to let you in on a little secret. Delegating was terrifying for me right away, but if I'm being 100% honest, delegating has forced me to create stellar systems in my business. And then creating those systems were the biggest needle movers when it came to creating less overwhelm in my business and moving me to a four-day work week, me and my entire team to a four-day work week. So for me, proper delegation led to better systems. And I think that was one of the absolute best things that came from learning to build a team. Before I started delegating and building my team, I always felt like I was fighting the clock and needing just a few more hours in the day. And then that meant that the few more hours in the day, they didn't come. So now I was working Saturday and Sunday and it pulled me away from my family and loved ones. And here's the thing, you know me, you know that I always try to go first and then figure out the best possible way to do anything as an entrepreneur and then teach it to you so you can achieve success and ease so much quicker than I did. So I actually created a masterclass. It's called How I Overcame Busy Business Overwhelm and Transitioned My Team to a Four-Day Workweek. And in that masterclass, I teach you the three super simple systems that I put into place to cut overwhelm and step into a business that I actually love. So I'm sharing in that masterclass how I move my team to a four-day workweek through delegating and systems. So if you're loving this episode, you're going to love the free masterclass. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash system success. So amyporterfield.com forward slash system success. And you can jump on that free training because it really is like the next move closer to embracing delegating with ease. Also, I don't have a free resource for this episode. However, if you show up for that free masterclass, if you actually show up live for it, I have a special bonus and it's a startup and shutdown ritual guide and I swear by it. So one of the things that helps me stay clear throughout my day is I start my business day a certain way and I shut down my business day a certain way and I'm gonna give you that ritual guide. All you have to do is show up for the masterclass. So amyporterfield.com forward slash system success. All right, so I hope you love this shorty episode and I hope you found it valuable. If you haven't done so already, make it your goal this year to hire your first employee, whether they're a contractor or a full-time employee. I'm just talking about hiring someone who you can delegate to and trust on a regular basis. And if you've already done that, think about expanding the team. Where is your zone of genius 
and what can you delegate? Everything else is what you delegate. All right, my friends, if you found this episode valuable, please make sure you share it with a friend and also make sure to hit follow for the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. I literally love to read those, so I'd love to hear from you. All right, so I'll see you on Thursday for more entrepreneurial goodness. Same time, same place. See you soon.